Hey, it's Matt Browning. Welcome back to Travel Hacks. We're doing, this is episode two out of three. We're doing a quick little mini series throughout the, the week. I, I hope that uh, Tuesday's episode was going to be just five minutes. I think it went a little longer. Forgive me. Uh, but let's get into the next one right away. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, just look in the archives and go to the previous episode to this one. Uh, it would have been dropped on a Tuesday, so just yesterday, um, the previous one. And I talked about we're doing a travel tips thing. And I talked all about hotel hacks. Today, I'm going to talk about plane hacks. So without any further ado, here are the five plane hacks I've learned as a seasoned traveler over the last 10 years plus. Number one, decide. I talked about this in the last episode. Decide what kind of person you are as far as food goes. For the plane, the first thing that, that gave me a lot of peace actually when I'm choosing my seats. You ever wonder like, oh, everybody wants an aisle or does everybody want a window? Have you ever gone back and forth? Have you ever like decided every time? Well, a long time ago, I decided that... It depends on my mood, but I decided I'm an aisle guy. And the reason I'm an aisle guy is because I like to drink a lot of water and, and, and I drink constantly. And I usually on any kind of a flight for a couple of hours, I'm going to go to the bathroom at least once, maybe twice. And I just realized I just hate <laughs> that moment when you're in this comfy window seat and you have to ask two people, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So I decided this, if I'm on a two hour or longer flight, I'm an aisle guy, just how it is. A couple other benefits come from sitting in the aisle. If you don't fly a lot, just listen up, and the next time you fly, this might be you. If you're tall, I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm pretty darn short, actually. But if you're tall, and even me, right, if you're sitting in economy, um, or if you fly southwest a lot, which I do, they don't have a business class. They just have economy. It's all the same seats. Um, so it's nice to be in the aisle because depending on where everyone is, if everyone's seated, you can sometimes stretch a leg out. You can get that left leg or the right leg, you put it on the aisle, or even if, you know, just your foot goes out a little bit and you get that extra stretch and it can be kind of nice just for a minute. Now, I realize I'm sure FAA regulations state that keep your hands and your feet from the aisles at all times. I'm not saying do anything illegal. I'm just saying every now and again, I stretch my leg out. So I like the aisle for that reason. Plus, I can get up and go to the bathroom. I Just for me, I know me, I go way more often than the other people on the plane. I also decided this recently. If it's roughly an hour and a half or less, one of those short flights, I'm always a window guy. Why? Because I'm not going to have to go to the bathroom. I just did. I won't have to go again until I get off. So in that case, I choose to not be uh, the disturbed person. I can go in, you know, especially, again, if you're traveling, you know, if you have a priority boarding or if you're um, traveling southwest or whatever, um, you get on, you know, pretty early, put on headphones, sit in the corner, and just sit there. And I'll get to that next. But decide... If you're an aisle or window person, think it through and then stick with it. Believe it or not, <laughs> it'll actually give you a lot of peace of mind. Never, never to have to think about it again. I really like making decisions in life one time whenever possible. Like I decided at one point, hey, I'd like sweet potatoes. So now if I'm making like roasted vegetables, I never have to ever think, well, what do I want tonight? What's good? Do I like this? Should I try this out? Maybe I could do something. No, I just, sweet potatoes is one of the five vegetables I always buy. And that's the end of it. Squash, zucchini, sweet potatoes, uh, multicolored carrots, purple potatoes are good, cauliflower. That's it. That's what I like. The other things, I don't like. I tried them a bunch. I just don't like them. And I like roasted vegetables. Grilled vegetables too. Um, I don't like 
stir fries, you know? So like little things like that, just as, as a metaphor, if you can decide what you like and what you don't like, you don't have to make the decision every single time you get on a plane. So window or aisle. Hack number two for the plane, bring a portable battery charger. That is such a, uh, a lifesaver. I spent so many years traveling, always with that little mini anxiety in the back of my mind of, can I find a seat next to a plug? Will the plane have uh, power? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Long plane flights, short plane flights. How long am I in the airport? Do I have a layover? Is my laptop draining? Is my cell phone, you know what I mean? So if you ever... If you've ever been that person that you're always walking around with a low cell phone and you know who you are, everywhere you go, you, you always ask your friend, oh, do you have a charger? Do you have a charger? Because you talk on the phone and it drains or you have an iPhone 4 or something from 1990. I'm exaggerating, but right before I get too much Twitter and, and Facebook feedback, you can give me feedback, by the way, at Matt Browning on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And let me know if I'm crazy on some of this stuff. Or let me know what your favorite uh, plane hack is. That's probably a better idea. Let me know what yours is. So I'd love to bring a portable battery charger. I will put a link to my battery charger on the show notes. But the one I picked I'm really happy with because it has three ports. It has two USB ports. One's a 5-watt, one's a 15-watt. So the 15-watt will use more power, but it's really good for fast charging. So if you're... Uh, you know, like say your cell phone's really low. Um, I put mine in a top little zipper compartment on my carry-on, and then I have a lightning cable right in there. And literally, like if I'm sitting somewhere or I'm about to walk through the airport, hey, I need a quick charge, I plug my phone in, I put my phone right in the compartment with it, and then I zoom through the airport. No big deal. Or when you're sitting there, you can be on your phone or on your tablet and have it plugged right into your suitcase. So carry a portable charger. The third port, though, this is so key, is a USB-C, C like Charlie. And that's the new uh, charging ports that all the, the new MacBook and the MacBook Pros use. So the laptop I have has a USB-C. So I can literally sit in the airport charging my phone, charging my tablet so I can watch Netflix later that night, and charging my laptop so I can continue working while I'm on the plane, all from the same battery pack. So I think that's pretty cool. Find a good battery pack. Plane hack number three. Get a good set of headphones. I know. You're like, oh, man, I didn't, I'm listening to your podcast. How are you listening to it? Do you have headphones? Maybe you have them in right now. Here's a question for you. Are they good? Are they good? Do you like them? Do you enjoy them? And here, here's another decision. Decide, are you a noise-canceling person or are you a regular earbuds person? And here's what I decided. This might sound crazy, but I'm actually not a noise-canceling headphones kind of person unless I'm doing international. If I'm doing like a 12-hour flight, when we went to the UK, I really wanted noise-canceling headphones because you're just on that long plane noise. But what I decided was instead of having these big bulky headphones, I didn't want one more thing to carry around and have a case for, you know, because they're pretty big, right, the, the over-the-ear ones. I love them. But for short flights, most of my flights are anywhere, even if it connects, you know, and I have two legs, they're anywhere between 50 minutes and two and a half hours. So what I did is I found a really, really nice pair of earbuds. And you can actually get noise-canceling earbuds if you want. Um, I didn't. I got regular ones. I got uh, a Bose. Not, not a Bose. Is it a Bose? It's a, I'm sorry, it's a Beats. Uh, Beats uh, earbuds. They were $99 because the Beats big ones are like, 300 so these are 99 so it's quite a bit for earphones or earbuds but they're really nice the sound quality is great it has a mic 
to talk into, of course. So the cool thing is I use them for travel, but I also, they're the exact same ones I use when I'm talking on the phone. So maybe I've talked to you on the phone and I talk probably through my, uh, my Beats earbuds. And then when I get to the plane, I don't have to change anything out and get this new, I'm already, you know, you're already situating and getting stuff in and out of your bag and whatnot. So it's just one more thing to cut out and I don't have to bring it with me. I don't have to worry about it and it works just fine. So decide what kind of headphones you want and, and have good ones. When you're traveling between the Uber, well, it depends on who, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but potentially in an Uber, in the car, when you get walking through the airport, I actually listen to podcasts and audiobooks while I'm walking through the airport because there can be a lot of time. I'm walking, I listen. I sit down, I'm waiting in line at Starbucks. I sit down at the gate, right? So all told, all of a sudden, I have 20, 30, 40 minutes of listening time and you can really fill the brain, maybe with this podcast right now, some good stuff. So that's what I like to do, uh, good earbuds. All right, plain hack number four. And this is what I alluded to. Decide if traveling time is one of two things. Is it recharge time or is it chatting, networking, friend-making, pastoring, loving people time? Um, I've heard both. And to be honest, I, I tend to take on both. What I find is you either have it as recharge time or you have it as chatting time. So recharge time. If for a living, you do a lot of work with people, and I trust me, I do. Um, in church life, uh, I'm very, very involved with relationships and people and, and pastoral care, and, and I've been doing that for a long time. In business life, it's all relational with our team, with the volunteers, with my joint venture partners, um, uh, other speakers, and, and then all our students. So it's not just a business, right, where like, I don't get to talk to people. I feel like it, like if I, all I did was this podcast, I wouldn't always get to see your face and I wouldn't hear your voice. You know, when you go on social media, I get to you know hear from you and, and that's really nice, but I wouldn't see you all the time. So with my business and my church life and my family, I'm a very relational guy. So all throughout my week, I have nothing but relationships. So to be honest, especially lately, when I travel, I've chosen for traveling to be recharge time. And uh, so, you know, I put in the earbuds and I get on the plane um, if it's a short flight, I sit by the window and I just sit there and I start listening. I might close my eyes. People file in, they come in and I just, they, you know, I'm, I'm not mean. I'm not trying to be distant or trying to, you know, say, leave me alone, but it's kind of obvious. Hey, I'm just here in my little zone. And then usually people just kind of go about their business. And I find it's really refreshing. It's nice when you, when you spend so much time in an airport to, you know, I'm friendly with people I meet, you know, I smile at, you know, the person sits down, I smile and say hello. Um, and then I just kind of go back to doing my own thing. I really like the recharge time. The only exception to that is I always, of course, you know, I follow the spirit and I'll pray. And if, if I'm sitting there and, you know, someone sits down and I smile or, you know, they say hi, sometimes I feel like, Hey, this is someone I should talk to. And I, I, not to sound, gosh, how can this not sound prideful, but I feel like I'm past the place in business, 12 years doing this, that I need to get one more client networking on a plane. Um, you always can. Hey, I, and I know you probably have a story of I got a $50,000 client on a plane or I got introduced to this big company. And that kind of stuff has happened. But I, I think I just, I don't want to spend my time in a plane anymore trying to network and hey, and I help entrepreneurs, you know, 
triple their income by providing solutions. I, I just don't want to give my elevator speech when I'm traveling. It's like, you know what? I'm switched off right now. Um, I'm not working. I'm traveling to work. So I just want to chill for a little bit and I'll switch back on once I get there because I'm probably there for a conference and I'm going to be speaking. So there you go. It, but here's the other person. The other type of person is someone who doesn't get a ton of relational connection throughout the week. Maybe you're an internet marketer listening to this. Uh, maybe you work, uh, you know, at a desk and you have a couple of coworkers. Maybe you live alone. Maybe you, you know, you live with a spouse or whatever. Um, but if you don't feel like you get a ton of relational connection, chatty time uh, throughout your week. Traveling might be that time. I've heard plenty of people with stories. Um, a buddy of mine, Eric Swanson, he always talks about, you know, he's like, oh, every time I go anywhere, it's like high fives for everybody. And I'm always saying hi and how you doing? And I'm always hearing stories. And, and I, I did a lot of that too earlier on in my coaching career. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that's phenomenal. Um, I just found that I'm kind of, I lack the energy for it nowadays. So now when I travel, I want to charge up rather than give my energy out to people. Uh, but if you're a person who wants to give the energy out to people and connect and, and uplift people and have wonderful conversations, um, I think that's awesome. Again, just decide who you are. How do you want to travel? Recharge time or chatting time? And the last hack, we have gone a little longer than I thought. I thought this would be a, a hack a minute. It's more like a hack every three minutes, but I hope this has been good. Final plane hack number three, have a set of travel clothes. Guys, this changed my life. Like it really did. Um, I decided, and some people don't agree with this, and that is okay, but I decided that I want to travel like a billionaire. How do billionaires travel? They don't travel in suits. Why? Because they don't freaking have to. <laughs> Billionaires travel in a ball cap, track pants, a sweatshirt, earbuds, you know, like whatever. So I'm just going to travel as a guy who like, you know what, I'm sure I'll meet someone nice, but I really don't care about trying to look the part or impress somebody. And I even go to the extent of like, so I, I wear um, a set of what's called everyday pants and I'll put a link for these if, if you want them. They're called, they're from Public Rec, the same company that makes my travel backpack. They're phenomenal. They're kind of like track pants but better. They don't button zip. They, um, gosh, how do you even describe it? They're everyday pants from, from uh, a small distance. They look just like a nice pair of black pants. Um, close up, there's a little seam on the side and they're a really nice stretchy material. So it kind of looks like athletic pants, but it kind of looks almost like normal, just a pair of black pants. So they can pass for almost any environment, but they are so comfy. Oh my gosh, they're so comfortable. They, they, they're invisible, basically. It feels like you're walking around your underwear, except for there's no draft. It is so good. So that's what I do. I wear my public rec uh, everyday pants. Um, I'll put a link for those. They're a little pricey, as, whatever pricey is, 100 or 115 or something in that range. But I promise you, worth every penny, you will know where the money went. So I wear, so wear, you know, wear, um, like joggers or the everyday pants or track pants, nothing with metal, but something that's just really comfy to you. And don't wear sweats. Like wear, wear joggers if you're going to wear sweats. Those are like a little bit more fitting, tapered at the bottom, a little elastic. It just, it's a little cleaner. It, it doesn't look like you just rolled off your couch and you're in, in um, your you know, stinky Saturday sweats. So um, do joggers or do the everyday pants or track pants or something. A couple other things, never wear flip-flops. Oh my gosh, um, even if it's really hot and you want to wear shorts, I promise you don't. Because where you are, 
might be hot. Where you're going might be chilly. The plane very often will be hot, and then it'll be cold, and then it'll be warm. It'll be all different things. Um, and you just kind of never know. The airport might be chilly. And I just realized that over time, even when it's 90 degrees outside, I don't want to sit in an air-conditioned airport in a pair of shorts and flip-flops and my toes are out. It's just kind of, you know, there's drinks and there's who knows what, who spilled what on the floor. And, you know, if you take your shoes off, especially on a longer flight, don't. But if you do, it's nice to have a pair of socks. So all in all, don't wear flip-flops. Wear a nice pair of comfortable walking or running shoes. Um, wear a nice comfortable pair of socks. I'm talking thick cotton. Don't wear dress socks. I know it's silly, but it helps so much. It's going to change your life, I promise you. So I have a set of travel clothes. No belts. No point in having a belt. Why take it off in the first place? Just don't have it, right? Don't don't show up with, with a belt and a can of soup. Can I bring these through? No, you can't bring them through. Like, just forget it. So no belt. Um, so I know. Oh, I also don't wear a watch, right? So if you wear a watch, just, you know, when you go to travel, take your watch and put it in your bag. Super simple, right? You don't need to show up to the airport looking all cool with your watch. So I have my watch in my bag. I have my dress belt for the next morning or that that afternoon in my bag. I got my everyday pants. I got my athletic shoes. I have a t-shirt and then I have a light jacket that I can take on or off and I can stick in my backpack or I can I can wear if it gets a little bit chilly. And that's it. That's the way you do it. I realize there's an argument for wearing a suit and dressing nicely. Um, certainly, I've heard plenty of stories about people that are, you know, you dress the part of first class and then you might get bumped up and upgraded and, and a lot of that sort of thing could happen. Um, or you might meet somebody, you know. So you, you decide. Like if you're sitting in first class and you fly like United or something like that, um, you never know who you're sitting next to. And maybe it'll make sense for you to dress nicely, wear your suit or wear whatever you would wear that's, you know, uh, business or business casual. And maybe you'll sit next to the executive director of such and such company, and maybe you have a new client. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, I think the upgrade game has changed a lot, too, over the years. Nowadays, when I walk into a flight, it's usually full pretty quickly. So there's not a lot of empty first-class seats anyway. So the chance of getting upgraded just because, you know, and so many people have award miles and have statuses that they're already getting those seats. So the chance of you walking up in your suit and going, hi, see my pearly whites? Upgrade me is pretty low. Um, could happen, but the point is that's how I, I go. So I hope those hacks were useful. Number one, decide are you an aisle or window person. Number two, bring a portable battery charger. Mine's in the show notes. Number three, good set of earbuds. I think I'll put those in the show notes too just so you can see what I have. Um, lots of time for books and podcasts. Just, um, hack number four, is it recharge time or is it loving people and chatting time? You decide. And then number five, have a set of travel clothes at the ready, ready to rock, and you just travel with those all the time. I will actually, just to finish this off, I even, uh, when did I do this? The very last time I, oh, when I did TV in Chicago last week. Uh, so I'm in my, I drove to Chicago. I'm in my suit. I got my white shirt. I have a bright fuchsia kind of tie. I got my, my blue jacket and, you know, all the stuff, right? Well, when I get out, I go back to my car, and I'm like, man, I got a three-hour drive back to Grand Rapids. I don't need to drive in a suit. So I literally had my plane clothes with me. I, I got in the car. I took off my pants. I took off my dress shoes. I put on my track pants. Um, I put on my comfy shoes. Or maybe I just left my socks and I just, yeah, I think I left my socks and I just drove bare, uh, barefoot basically. And then I took off the shirt and the jacket and I drove in the undershirt. And I just drove and I had a nice, comfortable drive. So do yourself a favor and be comfy. That's my plane hacks. So I hope this has been a great, fun installment of Travel Tips number two. Third episode coming at you tomorrow.
If you're listening to this in the archives, the very next episode number will be travel hacks for how to have your home. And we talk about some really interesting, some some big and some tiny hacks that'll change the way you do home life when you travel a lot. Thanks for listening. Hope you're having a great Labor Day week and I will talk to you tomorrow.